Welcome to Slight Reliability, the show where we learn SRE and observability one week at a time. I'm Stephen Townsend. Welcome back to Slight Reliability. I'm Stephen Townsend and this is the show where we learn about SRE and observability one week at a time. Although in this case it's been about three or four weeks since my last episodes. Apologies for that. I've been overseas. I attended two external conferences and one internal one. So I thought I would share those experiences before I go ahead and release the significant backlog of interviews that I have in the pipeline. On Monday the 5th of June, I hopped on a plane in the afternoon and flew to London via Singapore. I had this plan and I had some sleeping pills and which I, I took on the second flight so that when I arrived in London at 8 in the morning, uh, that I would have enough energy to stay up all day. And it worked. It was the best uh, jet lag experience that I've ever had. So that was good because in the past it's taken me weeks to recover from jet lag completely. My first stop was a part of London called XL. Uh, it's pretty bleak. <laughs> There's not a lot there apart from a gigantic conference venue, uh, which was where I attended AWS Summit, which is the first event that I attended. I wasn't speaking or anything like that, but Squared Up had a booth. And if you heard my episode uh, last year about AWS reInvent, we did a similar thing. We had the Lego Swag Store app. So basically, people would come along, scan a QR code, it would bring up a web app where each person could design their own Lego Jedi. That order would come through and we had a team of Lego builders and I was one of them. So for about two or three hours during the event, I was frantically building Lego Jedis and packaging them up and, and handing them off to people. That was a, It was intense, uh, it was extremely popular uh, and too tired into our own product we were presenting these dashboards of the swag store you could see what the most popular lego outfits were and how many orders had gone through and what the queue length was plus there were dashboards for the more technical side of things uh, it was built in the aws lambda or serverless app so you could see information about that from a technical perspective as well all in all a really successful event we actually ran out of lego by about lunchtime uh, which is crazy there were 10,000 people, I think, at AWS Summit. It, was, it had a real buzz about it. Uh, it was really cranking. A reInvent in Vegas had 40,000 people, I think, but there's something about Summit, maybe a smaller space. It felt even busier. In the afternoon, I did get a chance to walk around the expo, and I did want to attend some talks. And the talks were quite interesting. Uh, the big talks were in separate rooms, but a lot of the talks were in the expo hall with just thousands of people around you. And the way that it would work is that the speakers had a microphone and all the listeners had these noise-canceling headphones on. So that was quite interesting. It was a little distracting though, but yeah, it worked. It was a way to fit more speakers into a, a cramped space. To be honest, Summit is quite a corporate event. It's all about AWS as a specific technology. That's a little less interesting to me than the more community-focused events like SRECon or SLOConf. But I did sort of take the time to look around the booths, look around the talks and what people were talking about. And I found three themes that sort of stood out to me. The first one was around security uh, and DevSecOps. And that there was a lot of vendors talking about that. And for me, the messaging was, you are under imminent threat and you need protection and we can provide that for you. So it was basically marketing by fear. 
which reminded me of my time as a performance test consultant. And in these different companies I work for, we would try and articulate the value proposition and how we can market performance testing. And then often came down to fear. You don't want these big disasters to happen, so you need us to help you. But that never felt quite right. We wanted to find a positive way to spin it. And I think there might be a more positive way that we can spin talking about security other than you are under imminent threat and you need us. The second theme which I saw was around AI slash automate everything. I was actually surprised by how few vendors had the term AI in their marketing, but it was there for sure. But there was a very consistent theme of we are going to provide you a product which is going to do everything for you and make your life so simple. And I'm sure you know my stance on that. Tools don't solve problems, people do. So when a product says that it can solve all your problems for you, that's a load of bollocks. Which I think makes a pretty compelling case that leadership shouldn't be making decisions around products and tools. Engineers should be in, intimately involved in that and ultimately should almost have the final say because they are the ones who understand the context and what it can and can't do, can do an effective proof of concept and ultimately decide whether that's the right thing for the organization or not. And the third theme, which I talked about after reinvent as well, was the prevalence of tools and products and services about cloud cost. Clearly, there is an epidemic around the world of organizations struggling with massive cloud bills. And I understand it's very tempting to find a shortcut to reduce that. Ultimately, I think the only way to really tackle this problem is to be designing for cloud upfront, to be building cloud native applications in the way that leverages the power of cloud in an efficient way. Whenever there's lift and shift, it's never going to work, and many organizations continue to do that. I think there's an interesting and maybe compelling discussion around observability and cloud cost and matching those things up. Having a way to easily see where your cost is in terms of which resources, maybe which team is consuming those resources and to which degree, which requires things like adding tags and labels and request headers that provide the information you need so you can see that context and having tools which can take that information and provide the analysis to you, just like observability. So I think that's a really interesting area uh, to look at in the future and something that every organization is going to be tackling. So that was the first of the three conferences that I attended. And after that, I traveled out to Maidenhead, which is, it was described as a sleepy little village uh, about an hour outside of London. There's 150,000 uh, residents there, which would make it New Zealand's fourth largest city, I think. So to me, it wasn't that small, uh, but I enjoyed it as a nice sort of family friendly town. And uh, we had the squared up office there. I got to see the office and meet a bunch of my colleagues, have some in-person meetings, which was awesome. Had a really good time. Uh, spent the weekend there as well. Uh, not in the office the whole time, but in Maidenhead. And went to go and visit Windsor Castle uh, with my boss, Jason. So that was it's pretty cool. I enjoyed my time in Maidenhead. On Monday the 12th of June, the entire company of Squared Up, minus maybe one person, went out to a place called Centre Park's Woburn Forest, which is like a adventure forest resort with a conference centre and it's really family friendly. It's kind of hard to describe, but there's outdoor activities and indoor activities and it's a sort of sealed off area and people stay in lodges. So that's where we had our internal company conference, which we call SquapCon, if I said that right. On the first day of the conference, which was the Monday, we had a welcome. 
Then we had an outdoor team building activity where we broke up into smaller groups and I got to meet some more of my colleagues and that was a lot of fun. And in the afternoon, we got to do activities. Uh, I chose to do indoor rock climbing, which is interesting because I'm terrified of heights, but I gave it a go. I only got sort of two thirds of the way up each of the walls, but I gave it a go and, uh, and I had a lot of fun. And then that evening, we had a Hawaiian shirt, bad taste shirt uh, dinner and drinks, which was a lot of fun as well. Uh, there were some absolutely appalling Hawaiian shirts uh, and it was a competition. My interpretation of a bad taste shirt was that I wore a Grafana t-shirt, uh, which some people got, but not everyone. It was a little subtle, maybe. The second day of the conference, the Tuesday, was sort of the business side of the conference. We had a lot of talks and activities, a keynote from our CEO and the owner of the company. And then I did a talk and my talk was talking about my experiences in previous organizations that I've worked and some of the challenges that large enterprises and government agencies face. To summarize the challenges that I have observed in the past, the first one was around having siloed teams who collectively provide customer services and products. And those individual teams have their own monitoring and treat it like an internal asset, rather than a product or service for the whole organization, which I think it should be given how connected all these components are and how complex and distributed the systems that we build and operate are these days. So that was the first thing. The second challenge was around leadership having the right information to make informed decisions. So the Toyota way talks about how the CEO of Toyota will from time to time walk the factory floor to see what's happening on the ground floor. That doesn't tend to happen in large enterprises and government agencies. So how can we provide clear information from engineering up to leadership so they can make informed decisions? The third challenge I talked about ties in with my SRECon talk. I think that many organizations are getting quite good at capturing information about the technology that they build and operate, but not so much about the bigger picture, about the teams of people and the processes that they use to build and operate those services, which I think is as important, if not more important than what's happening with the technology itself. After my talk, we had a customer panel where two of our customers came along and discussed the challenges that they face in their organizations and I was part of the panel as well, and that was heaps of fun. It's really good to hear what's happening in the real world, because as a product company, it's easy to think, oh, this is what people need, but to actually hear what's happening in the real world is so important. Later in the afternoon, we had more events. We had a, a session on, on speaking publicly, which of course is something I am quite interested in. Uh, we had a series of lightning talks uh, where People presented 10-minute topics of whatever they wanted to talk about. I did a talk about uh, the my experiences with Dungeons & Dragons, which was a little bit different. Uh, we also had our own expo where different teams across the company had a booth and they would share what they're working on uh, across the company to so sort of make sure everyone was aware of all these different things happening. And then that night, we had our a sort of a formal dinner and a party. Uh, there was karaoke. I sang a, an Elton John song. And uh, I think I closed up about 2 a.m. There were some people still going. So a lot of fun. The Wednesday was more of chill, relaxing. Uh, and that's when I hopped on a bus. And then 21 hours later, I landed in Singapore to take part in SRECon. So because of our internal conference in the UK, I missed most of SRECon uh, Asia Pacific. 
unfortunately. I was only there for a few hours of the, the morning of the Friday, of the last day of the conference. So I missed the Wednesday and the Thursday. So that was a real shame because I missed out really on the experience of the whole thing. Uh, my talk was about exactly what I talked about before, about I think the need for SREs to be monitoring other things beyond just the technology that we build and operate to make sure that the work that we do is effectively serving the organization that we work for. I did get to catch two talks before and after my own. The first was about how to architect a secure infrastructure in AWS and to monitor that. And the other one was about running load tests in production, which is of course something right up my alley given my background in performance engineering. And I got to catch up with some people uh, in between the talks as well. Uh, so it was great uh, meeting those few people I did get to catch up with. Because I missed most of the conference, I wanted to share what somebody else said about it because I thought it was really interesting. So Olga Morensky, I don't know if I pronounced the name right, um, she posted her own thoughts about the conference, which I thought were really eloquent. The first thing that she took away is how different SRE teams are run completely differently in different organizations, uh, which is fascinating. She talked about how uh, she expected the embedded model to be the way that most orgs do it and sort of accept it as the way to do it. Whereas I had the experience of being in an enablement team and seeing that kind of work as well. So that was interesting. The second was about how across the conference, there was a lot of talk about well-being and sort of emotion, which she, she was quite surprised given that it's a mostly male-dominated field. So that was cool. And I think that's a, a really healthy thing. The third was the idea of load testing in production, uh, which, which I just mentioned. I think there's a lot of value to it, but it is context specific. So if you have a, a service or a product and it primarily is about writing and changing data, then it might not be feasible to be running a performance test in production if it is creating real data in production. It can cause all kinds of issues. The third was around using eBPF and the potential of that. And lastly, she mentioned all of these new technologies and ideas which she isn't using in her day-to-day, -day, which she took away. Things such as MLOps, uh, data center challenges with um, batteries and storage, uh, all these other topics which she, you, she wouldn't have otherwise been exposed to. And I think that's one of the really good things about going to conferences around the world is that you, you hear about these experiences and these ideas you wouldn't have otherwise been exposed to. But I really like what she said beyond uh, these five points is that the conversations that she had outside of the talks, going out for dinner with people and connecting and talking was by far the most valuable thing about the conference. And it really sort of inspired me. So the next time I absolutely want to go to an SRECon for the whole event and really meet people and see what's happening in the community and to connect. The very last thing that I did is after SRECon at lunchtime, my colleague Lydia, who is actually from Singapore and was in Singapore for a wedding, took me out for lunch with her partner and I got to see part of Singapore beyond just my hotel and the conference venue, which was awesome. And then I hopped on a plane and I flew back to New Zealand and arrived back on Saturday morning. So that was a, it was a whirlwind trip. I had an absolute blast. I met so many people, it was overwhelming. I learned so many new things. And I, I'm just really thankful uh, to my wife and kids and my dogs and my cat for, for letting me go and, and have this experience. It's not lost on me how lucky I am to be able to go away and travel around the world and have these experiences. And I'm just really thankful for that. 
So that's all from another episode of Slight Reliability. Uh, next week, the plan is to uh, release an interview I did with Harinda Sera about cloud costs, which is awesome. So look forward to that one. Otherwise, I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you next time.